You guys, it's Ghosted Stories. I'm Chelsea. I'm Erin. And we have here in studio, a.k.a. my dining room table, the one and only Heather Antos. Heather. Chelsea. Okay. <laughs> you are. You have a very interesting job that I want to hear all about. So you're a comic editor, mm-hmm. story consultant. You previously, you worked with Marvel for a while. Talk. What a cool fucking job. We both work in comics, but you know, the the not the same. It's different types of comics. It's different type of comics. It's actually funny when when I told people back home, oh, I work in comics, they would be like, so like Eddie Murphy or, and I'm like, no. Well, that's such a great person for them to pull to somebody who hasn't done stand up since the 90s. Yeah. Well, I'm from the Midwest. Oh yeah. You know, they're, they're. It's time like traveling. I don't sure, know. Sure. <laughs> uh, a great way to put it. Yeah. yeah um, so I work in comics. I worked at Marvel um, for several years, primarily when they got um, Star Wars back. I launched the new Star Wars comics line. I worked on Deadpool, oh, wow. uh, Spider-Man, X-Men, all your favorites. So how did you get into that? I long weird story (laughs) uh I love I I've always loved comics and superheroes and all of that stuff um but it never really crossed my mind that it was a a, a job opportunity until after college um when I was trying to figure out what did you go to college for so when does I study I was double major in theater and film in college um and my goal was always like I want to I I wanted to act uh, Shakespeare professionally and do that or do film. Um, And all throughout college, I toured professionally with the Michigan Shakespeare Festival. And so I got my taste of that. And I worked in the Michigan film scene. And when I graduated college, I was like, well, that was enough of that. I'm done. (laughs) Um, Which was a weird thing at 22 to spend your entire life like towards this goal. Yeah. And then just be like, meh. Right. And and so I was just like, well, I just wasted all this money on this degree. What am I going to do? Kind of had like my quarter life crisis. Sure, sure. Um, and one of my friends at the time was just like, well, you like comics. Like, why don't you just that do that? And it had never crossed my mind until that moment that like, oh, that's an option. Yeah. You're like, people make these. Right. right. People they don't just appear. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's such a moment. I think in so many creative people's life, you're like, oh, you can do this right like people get 100 percent paid for this yeah. you know um yeah. and so it just became this obsession of mine of you know how how do I do this what are the job opportunities in this like uh and and, and how how do I get my foot in that door right. and so I began starting by just writing for a bunch of different websites um and that's how I kind of got to meet different editors and different creators started yeah. going to comic cons and getting that FaceTime, and during that period, I I realized, like, I don't really want to write comics. I really don't want to draw. What are other aspects right, in this right. industry? And there is this, you know, enigma title of the comic book editor on every single book. And I know what a traditional novel editor does. Right. That can't be what a comic book what editor does. does. There's so much, books. right? Yeah, yeah. And and there there are so many books on how to write, so many books on how to draw, how to color, how to letter. Oh, Tanuki's here. <laughs> Keep going. Uh, and but no one talks about editing. And so I did what any. <laughs> Sorry, no. it's hard to pay attention. He just fell off the thing. He just jumped from the back of one chair to another chair and was like missed his footing and was like grabbing on. It was like it was like a comic book, like mm-hmm. edge of a cliff. Like I saw his life 
flashed before his eyes. He was like, don't you want to make me into a comic? <laughs> no, Tanuki. Oh, what a guy. All right. Anyway, uh, sorry. So, yeah, you're like, what the hell does a comic book editor do? Right. And so I did what any good millennial does when they um, are trying to figure out what someone does. And I just started tweeting comic book editors. Hell yeah. I was hell just yeah. like, hey, I'm going to be at C2E2 in April. Are you going to be there? Will you talk with me? Um, and I made a couple contacts that way, sat down with Jordan White of Marvel, who eventually was my boss. Oh, wow. um, and we sat down and, and just had a conversation, had an interview of this is what a comic book editor does. And I walked away from that convention, like knowing this is it. This, mm-hmm. this is what I wow. can do. This is what my skills are. Um, because in reality, a comic book editor, the closest thing I would put it to is sort of like a, a, a producer in TV and film. Okay, yeah. You know, at the end of the day, like, you're you are overseeing casting, you're helping out with story, you're making sure budgets and deadlines and all of the big things are lining up on time, right. um, which is something I'd done my entire life and putting together theater and film productions and web series and, and all of this stuff. Yeah. And so i just began self-publishing i just would reach out to any writer and artist out there and was just like hey do you want someone to do all the grunt work for you that you don't want to do mm-hmm. um i'll do it for free <laughs> and i put together some of my own projects and then roughly six months later i was at new york comic-con that same year okay had a couple of my own self-published projects, ran into Jordan again and was like, hey, look at what I've done since the last time we, we met. Right. Um, I'm doing it. <laughs> it's happening. And he reached out and he, and, he, and he said to me while I was there, he's like, would you ever have any interest in moving to New York? And I was like, absolutely. A month later, I had an interview at Marvel. Three months later, I moved to New York. And four years later, here we are. Holy shit. I love that so much. (laughs) Just that tenacity of just like, if I'm not, if I can't go in the front door, I'm going to go through the window. I'm just going to do it myself. Absolutely. And then. Just doing it until someone pays you to do it. Yeah. Like showing, just doing it. Yeah. Until someone notices. it, It was a thing where there, there was no doubt in my mind that this is what it happened yeah yeah like yeah. like I just knew like no this is a thing I, I can do this I know I'm good at yeah. this I know this is what I want to do and that's kind of been my whole career and it is you, you know anyone can say anything to me but I love it and I know I'm good at it so that's yeah. so fucking rad and there's something so relatable too I think to the idea of finding a passion in something that you never thought could be a career opportunity or like oh, I never knew X, Y, Z existed. And here Mm -hmm. it is because we're so, and maybe it's different now. I don't know. I mean, I've been out of school how many years now, but you know, when I was going to school, it felt like here are the boxes. It's like, you know, you can be a teacher, a doctor, a da, 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 da. And you know, there's all the, even within the, the field of teaching and the field of medicine and whatever else, there's all these like little niche areas that you just, you just really don't know. And I feel like no one maybe explicitly says that to you, or at least no one, I don't think ever explicitly said it to me until I started like exploring more. And even after like I graduated college, like finding more and more things, even after I started going down the path of like TV production, which I also never thought was like a viable career opportunity. Mm-hmm. It sounded like fantastical. And even within that career field, finding all these little, you know, niche areas that you're like, oh, someone gets paid to make this type of video? Like what? And also the just, yeah, doing it until, but I'm curious because I always preach the gospel of like, 
just do what you're doing and so that when the opportunity comes along and not to say you're just sitting on your you know haunches waiting for it but do the thing continue to network eventually those two things will come together just as they did for you you were doing the work so that as you were networking the opportunity presented itself and you could say well here's the thing I've been doing it you know and that used to be almost always my biggest advice to like kids coming up who wanted to make it in like a more whatever specialized field but I'm curious do we think that that goes without saying for kids a little more today? I guess I'm just thinking in terms of social media and like YouTubers. Like now, to me, like back when I was like in school, it seemed such a like, yeah, I should like make videos on my own and do this. And now it's like, yeah, duh. <laughs> kids are making videos on their own every day. Or not just in the world of video, I guess, but like even like you're saying, like you can tweet at people yeah. or you can like, there's so many more opportunities, I think, to for kids to like just be doing it, so to speak. So do you think like a 13 year old would be listening to this and be like, duh? I don't know. I, I mean, like, I think, I think for, you know, for my generation, your generation, like, you know, right. I, I would say the people who were already doing the thing, whether they were doing it well or, or not, I think those were the people that stood out from the crowd right? Mm -hmm. because that was the extra step then. The extra step then was taking the initiative to do a thing and produce a thing on your own and right. that was impressive. And I think now it's expected to be doing the thing on your own. Yeah. Now what's impressive is the quality of the product. That's a good point. That's um, a good point. And especially when it comes to, I think like the YouTube stuff specifically, yeah. you know, um, your iPhone is the best camera you have. So right. you have no excuse to have, you know, your shitty low quality YouTube video. Why aren't you just using right. your phone? You know, right. like there, there are yeah, all right. of these avenues out there that are more or less affordable. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I, I think it's, the feeling is still there. It's just a little bit of extra added pressure. Right. And I think for most things, like I think certainly there's a barrier of entry for like there's a certain barrier of entry to be like starring in a blockbuster Hollywood film, right? Like it's really in theory, like achievable for anyone, but there's some sort of barrier of entry. But then I think there's other things where there's more just like a perceived barrier of entry or it's just like our own psychology, our own like mind fuckery that's telling us there is when there's really not. And it's really just our fear. Like even this podcast we're doing, I mean, there's literally zero barrier of entry. Yeah. Like we just had to take the steps <laughs> to you. do it and just put one foot in front of the other and say, yeah, we're going to do it. Pick the day of the week we're doing it. Okay. Who are you going to book? What's it going to sound like? Okay. Let's take five minutes and Google and learn how to put it on iTunes. I don't know. My point is, this is just, <laughs> if you can't already tell my other passion and what I also always think of starting a podcast about, not that there aren't 13,000 about them, but I just love hearing people's like story and career path and like, you know, because I think back to when I was starting stuff and it just, I just want everyone to know that they can do whatever they want to do, yeah. you know, or just so. go towards the thing you love Yes, and a way to make money will present itself. Yeah. That's the thing that I think it's so important about like arts education in particular, like, which is what you got. It's like, you didn't know when you were getting your degree in theater that you would end up at Marvel and you would end up having this career. But that's where it led you. And I yeah. think that's the thing with people who are like, well, I'm really interested in theater. I'm really interested in art. But what will that do for me after I graduate? It's like, I don't know, but you'll be 
a lot happier than if you had an accountant degree. Yeah. Than if no you shade to accountants. Money's great. <laughs> but exactly. If you immediately cut yourself off in the knees without even yeah. trying and just said, well, this won't ever get me. Let's be practical. Let's do this thing. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, you can meet somewhere in the middle. Any That's great. So this yeah. is Career Corner. I love it. <laughs> From Ghosted Stories. But no, I love that. That's I know. fantastic. That's, that's an awesome yeah. story. Uh, and cool I will job. say, for what it's worth, the majority of people I've met in comics... Uh, working in editorial or, or on the publishing side had theater degrees. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. For what it's awesome. worth. That's I don't know. So get a theater degree. Yeah. So yeah, get it. If you, you want to work in comics, study theater. Just study yeah. theater. <laughs> I mean, it's all just storytelling. Yeah, That's totally. Thing. It's, yeah. All just... it's, it's storytelling and learning how to put, put together a project yeah. by a deadline. That's really... Yeah. <laughs> you make it point. sound now so, like, boring. <laughs> <laughs> With spandex. No. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> With superpowers. <laughs> Wait, do people always ask you what you would do for your superpower? Not really. What would you do for your superpower? <laughs> as a unique question. You got way too excited. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, I would... I don't know. I, I would just... I'm boring. I would want to speak every language. Like, that's oh, what that's I want to do. That's or be able to communicate. Yeah. Or be able to communicate with anyone, I guess. That would be the one. Yeah. I've never even heard that one. That's such a good yeah, one. Yeah, it's a really good one. <laughs> what about you, Aaron? Um... Oh, time travel. I would love to time travel. Oh, time travel's a good one. Mm-hmm. I would tend to g- agree with you and go with that one too, but it's also like somewhat terrifying. Is this time travel ability? Do we know it's foolproof? Like, Are we going to like butterfly like, effect this? Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to yeah. like end up coming back to like Biff Tannen's world of terror <laughs> by accident. I think we're in Biff Tannen's world of terror. <laughs> <laughs> but I think... To be fair. Yeah. No, you couldn't affect it, I guess. But then okay. is that its own... That's like a real Cassandra situation. Yeah. No. All right, maybe I'm going to rethink this. Yeah. And maybe be able to like zap anywhere in the world. That'd be a good one. <laughs> That's a good one. Just like zapping. Because I think a lot of people say fly or invisible. Neither one. I don't care that much about either one of those. Maybe I would just say some sort of like invincibility, but not living forever. Invincible uh. until my time to die. Naturally <laughs> in my sleep. So you're not yes. immortal. You're just invulnerable. I'm just inv- yeah. Yeah. Until my designated time. I don't know how that works because I also don't believe in like predestination. I don't know. I'm, <laughs> this is maybe be a bigger conversation than we expected. It's supposed we to be a career, career corner and, <laughs> yeah. and is God real? <laughs> so dating. <Yeah. laughs> Let's segue into something equally as heavy. Um, wait, is your bedroom door closed? Yeah. Wait, why? Do you hear the I TV? I feel like I hear it a little bit. Yeah. Hold on. Let me check. My boyfriend is in the, my bedroom watching TV. Let's make sure he's locked in there like one of the cats when they're being bad. But the cats are not locked in oh, there. Oh, no, it's not shut. Nick, can I shut you in like one of the cats being bad? Okay, great. <laughs> Definitely keeping all of that in. Um, okay. So, well, first of all, before we get into your ghosted story, guys, we have a review. And also, we might have many more reviews coming from other countries, but I can't figure out how to do the thing where I like put my iTunes shop in other if you countries. live in another country than the United States, email please us go to your iTunes, take a screenshot, and <laughs> send it to us. And email it to us to end <laughs> Chelsea's. I need to know. I just don't want people to feel like we're ignoring them. Yeah. All right. So this is from Finale Delay. Love this podcast. Such a fun podcast. Similar fun banter to My Favorite Murder, but much less dark subject matter. Well, thank you so much because we love My Favorite Murder. 
Um, all right. Email us your ghosted stories. Also, ghosted stories podcast at gmail.com. Guys, we like haven't gotten any a couple days. You guys got to. I know you're out there just being tortured by ghosts. Mm-hmm. And we give that to us. Give it to us. We'll put it on the world. It'll be very cathartic. Use fake names. No one will know. You'll just feel good about it. We'll feel good about it. Everybody wins except your ghost. Yeah. Or if you're the ghost, you still win because you cleansed yourself of it. All right. So, Heather. It's a mental staging. Exactly. <laughs> Wait. So, we found Heather oh, through yeah, yes. Twitter, which now we realize is how she gets everything in her life, which I appreciate. <laughs> but, so, how did you find us? How did you start listening to us? It's always interesting. This is a really funny story. And I debated whether or not I was going to talk about it because it is kind of weird. Oh, shit. Uh, I'm intrigued. But uh, I actually went on a date with one of your previous guests. <gasps> yes! <laughs> okay, was it Gary? It was. <laughs> how did you know? How so did you know? Quickly. I just figured because he... Um, he talks uh, he, about it on the date. He... He really like is this like a th- maybe Gary? Wait, he talked about being on the podcast. Gary, is this a oh, thing? Okay. Are you using ghost stories to get women? I just remember because at some other point he had mentioned that he went out with somebody, not you. I don't think you. That like heard him on the podcast and t- tweeted at him or something. Oh no. Okay. No. So I just that story stuck in my head, <laughs> and so I didn't think that was. Although you, but I like, do get everything via Twitter. Exactly. <laughs> it very well could have. Yeah. But I just, that story just has always stuck in my head. And he tried to call me on the date with this girl that had reached out to him because they had like gotten together because of ghosted stories. Really so he tried to call me on the date and I didn't pick up. And later I called him and I'm like, what's, are you okay? Like, why are you calling me? <laughs> and yeah, he was like, oh, I was on stable, whatever. So that just always sticks in my mind. So I just figured, I just went with Gary. I feel like he should send us an edible arrangement or something if we're getting laid. <laughs> I want a pineapple shaped like a flower. <laughs> I agree. So how did you, did you guys just like on Tinder or Bumble or something? Yeah, we yeah. met, we met on like Bumble and like we went out, we went out twice. We, and, and, and the first date, like I, he was mentioning all of the horrible dating stories that he talked about on the sure. podcast. And I was just like, cause I, spoilers, I'm going to talk about a relationship on this, but I was telling him like I, most of my adult life I was in this single relationship. Right. So I've never really experienced dating in new york city and so i lived through my friend's horror stories sure. and he was all like oh well <laughs> let me tell let you. me tell you i have a podcast you need to- i was That's even so a guest funny. on this podcast because <laughs> oh, of my terrible Gary. horrible stories and it was like like how can i get the name of this podcast without seeming creepy like i don't i'm i i don't really care to listen to you but like i <laughs> this podcast sounds fascinating to me He's like, oh, ghosted stories, and so that's. I started listening to it. And I love I, it. Yeah, like that's that's. Thanks, and Gary, here we are. Yes, <laughs> listeners. Listen, that's, Gary's doing God's work yeah, out there. He really is. God, God's plan is very good. Say, well, that's awesome. I love it. So, all right, let's just. Should we get into it? Mm-hmm. Get into the ghosted story? Okay. Well, you know what time it is, Heather. Oh no. As a fan of this podcast, who would play you before your ghosted story? Who would play you in the life story of your life? movie life story lifetime story we'll never get it right. <laughs> and now we don't want it uh i've gotten deborah ann wool a lot who's she who is that she was on true blood she was also okay. on uh she's on the marvel tv shows uh no. she, oh how she pa- plays karen page on them um let me google it i got it a lot more when i straightened my hair and it was like more of a strawberry blonde but 
it, it's one of those people where like you would see her on TV and I would be All like, right. no, she doesn't look like All me. Right. And then That's like what I was one picturing. thing. Yeah. I see it. Yeah. I've gotten her a lot. I've gotten, 100%. I got in college, I got Miley Cyrus. Okay. I can, I mean like, like in the eyes. I was I've just going to yeah. say like a little, yeah, like mm-hmm. a, yeah, like a young Miley, like a Miley before she started like, yeah twerking on everybody <laughs> and she was just like young and full of hope no shame Disney on twerking Miley. on everybody Disney I still Miley. love I still love Miley Cyrus um yeah that's yeah. Deborah Ann Wall's the one I get the most I think so yeah great we'll She's accept great. that answer and a young woman named Deborah. what's not to like what's not to love <laughs> <laughs> okay so what do you got for us I know uh, you have like sort of a a moderately epic tale here yeah I don't do do I spoil it before you get into it or do you start? I mean, we know it's not going to end great. <laughs> it's not. It's not going to end great. Uh, Give us, well, yeah. So start off, you, you're a relationship person, I gather. Give us sort of like the, the your relationship status history so we know the context. Yeah. Here. Like I've always, I mean, it's, it's weird to say I've always been a relationship person considering I've like really only dated three people in my life. <laughs> Can I um, ask how old you are? I'm, is that terrible? No, it's fine. I'm 28. Okay. All right. Um, but <laughs> is that terrible? I don't know. Is you that never like, ask a lady her well, age. Yeah, no. like, at what age does it become like taboo? Because I feel like when you were in college or like in our, you know, it's like, yeah, whatever. How old are you? Yeah, I'm 19. You're 18. Great. Yeah. But then I don't know what age it because does it become taboo? I never care if people ask me, but some people do. Do you care? My no. grandma has been 36 since <laughs> the day I was born, so. I can never remember how old I am and that's yes. how old I am. That I'm always just like, I'm always like I was born in 1984. Like, you do the math. I, don't, <laughs> I can't be bothered. I'm old enough. How's that? Yeah. Is that good? Exactly. I can buy this 40, so let's keep it moving. <laughs> I feel like once you turn 25 and, like, can rent a car, it doesn't matter how it old does, you are no. after that. Like, once, yeah. once you hit that, there's nothing else – because let's be honest, no one's retiring. 65 doesn't yes. matter. Oh, God, so, girl. You know yeah, it and I know it. Like. <laughs> but honestly, when you turn 30, it is like a light switch. And it's the greatest time of your life. In terms of like not giving a shit about anything? Yeah. I do feel like all of it, you're, you turn 30 and you're like, oh, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> and you're like, nobody can tell you. Any, no one can shame you. Like any, yeah. Nobody can say anything to me. Like I feel like my friends used to be like, oh, if you don't go out, then like this or that. And I'd be like, okay, cool. Like, <laughs> fine I guess then I guess I'm a I loser I that. don't know what to do yeah <laughs> but no I always tell people I'm like wait till you're 30 it's, oh, it's fantastic I, I love it every got moment two years get two years yeah you're gonna love you're, it. you'll call us in two years and be like you were right <laughs> I look forward to it. I'll tweet you let's see exactly. yeah, I tweeted us. no one will have a phone <laughs> <laughs> all right so uh, you've been in like three relationships yeah so I you know I dated a guy uh this actually kind of leads into it um I had my first like serious real relationship um high school dated a guy for two and a half three years um that's a long time for a high school relationship yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, we were we were like best friends oh. starting from middle school and then um like once we once he was a year older but once I had like 16 or something like that it was this whole like oh I kind of like you and we started dating and um and then broke up, which was terrible to <laughs> like break up with your like childhood best yeah, friends. Yeah, my gosh. Um, but that's a different story. That's a whole <laughs> other story that's for another time. That's a whole different story. But that leads kind of leads into this relationship, which is I'm going to talk about, which I was with him for seven years. Oh my wow. God. Um, this was the person that, as far as I was concerned, like this was it. Um, 
Holy shit. Did you, I mean, so did you start dating in college? We started dating, I was 19, yeah. Wow. Um, and we actually had a class together um, my freshman year of college when I was still dating the other guy. Um, and we'll, we'll, we'll call seven-year guy Clyde. I know, okay. I know we don't use names. But I like, this, that's this, a good fake name. Clyde my, is a great name. It's my favorite Pac-Man ghost. So. Oh. <laughs> Um, I like that. Is that your earrings? My earrings are Pac-Man. Oh, I love it. I wore them for you guys. Oh, ghosts. I love <laughs> it. But uh, yeah, so I met Clyde uh, freshman year of of college. And I remember um, we had a class together. And it was one of, it was an acting class I took. It was a gen ed for him. He was just in it. Okay. And he, I remember like, he was the shy, quiet guy sitting in the corner awkwardly by himself. And I'm like, oh, no one should be awkward by themselves. Like, I'm going to say hello and, sure. and be nice and friendly. And he wanted nothing to do with me. <laughs> oh, boy. Which was fine. And that was our interaction for the entire <laughs> For the class. entire class? The entire class. That oh was my it. God. Um, but apparently at some point after that, he added me on Facebook. Um, and uh, the same time I broke up with my high school boyfriend was the same time he and his high school girlfriend broke up like oh, roughly wow. around the same time so you were both in a relationship when you met during we were both, class. yeah we were both in a relationship when we met didn't really <laughs> interact or friendship or anything like was that. he just secretly like intimidated by you was he like oh god this girl's cute and i have a girlfriend I so think, i'm not gonna talk to her like think, why did he give you such a cold shoulder i think part of it is he he's just shy until you get to know him okay mm-hmm. um and just 19 and kind of socially awkward sure all right and i'll buy it I am socially <laughs> awkward in the fact that I'm too comfortable with people when I meet them the first time. Got and it. so it was just a You're just like a golden retriever. You're like, oh, my new best friend. <laughs> right. Like, I will hug you. Like, let's, like, whatever. And, and I was a theater kid on top of that. So it's mm, like that right. added level of, like, totally. this is too much. It was, yeah. He, yeah, okay. Got it. Got it. Got it. Um, But, uh, but yeah, I we we were both going through breakups at the same time and I don't remember who initiated the first message but one of us like Facebook messaged or aimed the other was just like hey I see that you're going through a similar situation like that sucks I just want to let you know that like I'm sorry you're going through that um which is a really sweet thing he messaged you yeah I believe he messaged me that um because again no interaction like nothing going on um no no friendship whatsoever and so like that's how we started talking and it was just like for me at least it wasn't anything like oh I'm interested in this person it was just like you are literally the only other person I have in my life right now that kind of gets what I'm going through yeah um and that's such a bonding thing yeah yeah um we lived I'm from Michigan originally um I went to school out in Ann Arbor um but I was home with my parents on the west side of the state at Lake Michigan he was by Detroit so the whole summer we just talked, we just texted like every day, mm-hmm. aimed Facebook message, all that. Um, never hung out once, but just just texted and really got to know one another. And we found out uh, towards the end of the summer that we were going to be dorming, and we were in the same hall and like five doors down from each wow. other. Wow, same floor, just like right, right. So we were just like, oh well, I guess we're hanging out. Like that's mm-hmm. just yeah, this like, is just a thing that's going to happen. Obviously. Like, yeah. But at this point, still, like, is it ever flirtatious at all? Or is it still pretty, like, I, uh, normal banter? I wouldn't say, like, like, I think at some point I was like, I think I might like you. Like, just right. kind of this, right. like, this is weird. How can I like a guy right. that I've never hung out with? Right. 
Um, but he's not like sending you eggplant emojis. No, You're nothing. Still, like, on the level. I don't think emojis okay. were a thing then. <laughs> this is 2009. Who knows? Fair. I can't remember. Yeah. This is still like T9 texting. So. Right. Right. <laughs> oh, shit. It's supposed to be like 45 minutes to get like. I didn't have my QWERTY keyboard yet. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> this is still when razors were a thing. Oh, God. Um, but uh, yeah, like it, it was, we moved in and, and, that first day it was just like oh no we like each other like wow like, like immediate like we like each other everyone we were hanging out with could tell um I think we made out like that first night hanging out I think Amazing. two days later he asked me to be his girlfriend wow like it was it was one of those like looking back it's one of those like oh we were just 19 and stupid horny teenagers but you don't know you're 19 when you're 19 exactly yeah, yeah. but like yeah. it was like I'm that first month, like we said, I love you to each other. Three months in, I knew. Three months in, I knew, like I want to marry him. Wow, I want to marry him. And we were together for seven years. We were engaged for three. Like it was, wow. it was one of those, like, well, my gut instincts. It wasn't too far off. We're not wrong. Terribly like, wrong. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then seven months later, we broke up. Wait, <laughs> so, wait. What do you mean seven months? Wait, or seven, seven years later? Seven sorry, years. sorry. I was like, okay. years I was like hold on. No, 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 no. Okay, so what? So you guys dated all through college? Yep. What happened after college? So after college, yeah, I, like our relationship for the most part was just like, I would say a fairly normally normal, like healthy relationship. Uh, you know, we hung out with friends. We had the same friends. We He did film too. So we worked on a lot of the same projects together. Um, we all in like Michigan, like you guys All in together. Michigan, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and like, cause, cause we lived in the same dorm. Like we essentially lived together. Right. Yeah. From the beginning of us dating, as soon as, yeah. you know, it, it's, I think, like, his junior year, he moved in. He and, he and a buddy moved into his grandma's old house because she was in assisted living. And so I just, you know, like, sure, parents, I have my own apartment. I'm living, I'm right, living with right, him. You right, know, like, our right. entire relationship, we, it was just, it worked. We worked together. We worked well together. We're good right. partners, all that stuff. Um, and then we moved to New York and everything got weird. So when did you, like, how long you were together when we moved to New York? Like, where did you live? So we, I'm still in the same apartment. Mm, uh, that's good. Keep the apartment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I won. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, I moved out here 2015. Yes. For the Marvel gig. For the yeah. Marvel So was Marvel he, gig. was that part of it? Like, were you like, hey, I have to move, so. So he was super supportive. He actually works in, in comics, too. Oh. Oh, wow. Yeah. No shit. Um, like, we're in the same industry. Uh, and, but at the same time, I was getting interviewed by Marvel. I was getting interviewed by Dark Horse, and they're out in Oregon. They're in Portland. Okay. And so it was a situation where, like, we're going to be moving to either coast, right. or at least I am. Right. And that was a serious conversation I had with them where yeah. it was just like, like, this is my career. This is, this is where life is taking yeah. me. Like, I want you to be a part of it. If you don't want to move, if you want to stay right. here, like, like I'm not going to force you to move. I'm not going to force like you to I move, to but like this is a conver- this is an yeah. actual conversation. Were you guys we engaged at this point? Yeah, we were engaged at this point. Okay. We've been engaged for a year and a half okay. at this point, maybe two years. Um, and but the thing for him is like he's never left the county that he grew up in. Wow, Ugh. like he's still best friends yeah. with the same person he was best friends with in kindergarten. Yeah. Um, and so like, this is, you know, this is a big deal. Yeah. Uh, and, and so I was like, 
my feelings will not be hurt. Like, I will get it. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like, no, 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 no. I love New York. Like, let's go. Let's With go. that in, in your mind and in his mind, I guess, was that like, that's cool if you don't want to move. Maybe our relationship will change. Maybe we'll break up. Or was it like, I don't care if you don't move because we'll find a way to be together. Like, that's, how did you That's how it? I am. Yeah. I, I'm just like, or, well, for me, it's like. We'll figure it out. Right. I'm like, if you don't want to move, like, that's a conversation. Like, you know, like, that's a conversation yeah. we can have. And then, like, then we can talk about, like, career options. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. is Marvel then really the best option for me? Like, if I want to do comics, is there something I can do here? Yeah. Um, that's a conversation. Yeah. Um, he says at the time that, like, he was, you know, so excited and all this stuff that he didn't really think about his side of it. What it might Which mean. is fair. Yeah. Again, sure. young, stupid yeah, like sure. Twenty-four. And Marvel time. is such like a big Marvel's deal, a big right? Like that's yeah. huge. So it'd be hard to be like, oh, but they're in New York. It's like no, they're like the biggest thing the happening, one. right? In comics, yeah. Keep yeah. talking, but I'm getting more wine. Right. More <laughs> pause, and I'll insert wine getting music here. Whatever you guys want to do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, so and he was still had been like just working in film in Michigan. Like he, that was his. Yeah, he had he had a day job where he was working um, at a store, but also he, like he was freelancing and do, he'll do like uh, design stuff in comics. Um, I don't want to be too specific, but uh, yeah, he do design des- stuff. Yeah, so there's a lot of design design stuff. stuff. You gotta yeah, design yeah. everything. Uh, design stuff in comics. Um, so he's freelancing in that. So like that's a thing. Like he can take up and just mm-hmm. work wherever. Um, and so we move out here, uh, and that's when things started to get stressful. Moving is stressful. Yeah. Moving across the country yeah. is stressful. Moving across the country while trying to plan a wedding is stressful. Yeah. Oh, shit. Like moving from a rural place to New yeah. York City. Yeah. Is very, that's an entire different way that you organize your life. Mm-hmm. And when you're moving here with a purpose and not to say, and yeah, it sounds like he, genuinely was excited for you and excited for this like chapter of both of your new adventure but at the same time it's like you're saying reality setting in you're here for a reason he's here just like with you and like now what do i do right and and looking back again it's one of those things where i'm just like well i've always liked trying new things i've always liked big cities i've always liked adventure i'm fine with meeting new people and he is everything opposite Mm right like this was the first major life experience he's ever had wow um and that's a lot to happen all at once um and i was busy working at marvel and making friends and doing things and and all of the and that's your personality right and like i would invite him to come along like here hang out with these people and meet these these are your favorite comic writers these are your favorite artists like let's go to these movie premieres let's do these things and he just never wanted to do you think it was an insecurity thing oh 100 100 i think he i'm very much the type of person where like you're not an outsider unless you make yourself an outsider in those situations yeah um, cause at the end of the day, we're all just people. Right. And if someone makes you feel like an outsider, well then they're just an asshole. Right. True. Yeah. You know, if, if someone goes out of their way it, yeah. to, mm-hmm. to like be like, mm, you don't belong here. Like, fuck you. Like, who are you? I'm a human. You're a human. We can breathe the same oxygen. Right. 
right. cool. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, but, but he he definitely went into those situations of that insecurity of he I don't belong here. He himself an outsider here. in his mind. Yeah. yeah so he because what did he do while he was here? Was he just sort of like looking for stuff, doing his own freelance type stuff? He was doing his own freelance stuff. Yeah. And he worked a little bit for the AP. Um, mm-hmm. but he. Wasn't clicking from necessarily. He wasn't was trying. Like, yeah, he wasn't yeah. trying. Like, yeah. like a big thing for me. Like playing hockey was always a big thing for him. I was like, the second you find a hockey team, the second that you find a hockey team and start playing hockey, you will have a friend zone. Yeah. Like you will have a thing. You yeah. have a group. You yeah. will have a group. You will have commonalities. You won't yeah. need just. He want to do it. Wouldn't um, even like look for. And there's so many do it. opportunities this to play man. any like sport yeah. in a casual like so club just, way here in the city. For the first year and a half, he just secluded himself Ugh, at buddy. the apartment. And so about we'd been out here for a year, and that's when I noticed things started to get just really bad. Like yeah. it's one of those like you can tell that someone's depressed. Yeah. Especially someone that you know so well at this right. point. Like we'd been been together for six years at this point. Like I know him better than I know anyone else still right mm-hmm. um i'd be like what's wrong nothing i'm like yeah okay but, bullshit but like but yeah. something's wrong he's like it's fine all right well i'm here if you can't make someone open up yeah i'm not yeah. i'm not gonna force you but like right. i can tell something's wrong and i'm gonna get pissed about it after a while yeah. because you're not doing anything about it you're not doing like anything about it about exactly it yeah and and it gets really 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 bad over the summer like just super super distant um you know one of those situations where we see each other maybe 10 minutes a day and we live together in a one-bedroom apartment in metro new york like that is a hard to do Mm um one well then i'm sure it's exhausting for you too because you're, you're having all these life experiences that you feel guilty about sharing yeah. with your well, partner and then I'm also like I feel bad because he doesn't want to come in and do things mm-hmm. and so I feel bad if I go out so now I'm not doing things and I'm not making friends and Ugh. I'm not so I'm staying home to make sure like he's okay yeah. has someone yeah. and is okay and it gets to August 20 2015 and it gets really bad one weekend and I and I remember texting him just one day hypothetically at work and I'm just like I, I say something like if if it wouldn't affect my job at all, if that was, wasn't part of the question, would you want to move back to Michigan? And he says, I think so. Mm. And I just broke down in the office. And we get home, or I get home, and I'm like, we're having a fucking conversation. Yeah, this is, like, this this is, is we're not, you don't get to like say everything's yeah. fine now. Like we're having this conversation. And he just breaks down and it's just like, he's so, so depressed. Like all of these things, he, 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 he misses home. He wants to go back home. He wants to go home. And, you know, we talk about for a while and I'm just like, okay, well you have to go back in a month anyway for this wedding. Like, let's just like, let's really take this month to, I I was like, do you want to break up with me? He's like, no, no, I don't want to break up with you. And I was like, okay, well then let's just really take this month and work on us and at the end of the month when you go back we for this wedding we have, yeah this ahead of us like we'll yeah. have this will be our like deadline or whatever to to yeah. have revisit this and have another conversation about what we want and sounds like, very fair and practical yeah and he was like okay sure 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 then something comes up um where 
I can't go to that wedding. Um, and I have to stay back for like work or something. So he okay. goes on his own. And he comes. Was that an issue, or was no, he pretty chill about it? No, okay. it was. It was. It was fine because it was his friends anyway. He's excited to go home it, anyway. It was, he's like fine. And yeah. it was f- friends from his old job that I didn't really know anyway. Got it. So I didn't. Got it. Care. So he's fine. Yeah, so, yeah, he's fine. I'm like, this will be good for him. This sure. time to be with his friends and yeah. his family, and this will be a good rejuvenating yeah. time for him. Yeah. And he gets back, and he's more depressed than I've ever seen him. <sighs> And again, trying to get him to talk, all this stuff, nothing. Meanwhile, at this time, by the way, that weekend that he was back, I get a call from my dad. My grandpa's in the hospital. Um, This is probably going to be it type situation. Get home back as soon as you can. So I'm booking flights for the next weekend back. Uh, So Clyde, uh, he he texts me one day. Uh, I remember he texts me a Thursday morning. I'm at the office. I'm flying back to Michigan the next day. He texts me. He says, I want to talk tonight. And I text him back, like, disclaimer. <laughs> like, I'm in the middle of my work day having a panic attack now. Yeah. What is going what on? Happened? And he's like, I don't want to break up with you if that's, like, that's not a thing. Like, I just, I want to tell you what's been going on. Oh. And so I'm like, cool, great. He wants, like, he wants, he doesn't want to break yeah. up with it's me. It's almost like this is a relief. It's like, like he finally wants to talk to, to me. Yeah. Fantastic. Like, I'm like, okay, right. great. Nothing can go wrong. Now. Right, right, right. So I remember getting home that night, and it's this weird awkward like he just feels awkward and, and he he would always do this thing the more uncomfortable he feels the bigger he smiles like that's just his uncomfortable <laughs> reaction oh, how terrifying <laughs> <laughs> oh god <laughs> uh but like he's you know it's that like opposite side of mm-hmm. the room sure sure i can tell he's uncomfortable and i just sit down i sit down on the chairs so like you can have the whole couch and have all right. the space you need to feel comfortable this mm-hmm. is fine but i'm like all right, you're not talking, so I'm going to break the ice. <laughs> I was like, so you want to talk? He's like, yeah. So I had an affair the last six months. <gasps> I was not expecting that. I was like, oh, <laughs> we're so surprised every goddamn time. We're always surprised. <laughs> we know how it's going to happen. Holy I was shit. Like, what the hell? I had an affair. She dumped me a month ago. <gasps> That's why he was extra depressed <gasps> was because she broke up with him and he was sad. What the fuck? Who, who, who and how and when and how? How long were you guys in New York at this point? Like, were you? A year and a half. Okay. So, so he met her in New York? No. Oh. Oh, for All right. fuck's sake. This is thrilling. <laughs> What's next? <laughs> Continue. So... I don't know how to react in this situation. No. Like, because, too, like, going back, so the relationship before that he had his high school girlfriend, she cheated on him for that whole first year of college, and it destroyed him. It was Mm -hmm. like this, I don't understand how someone can do this to someone, like, blah, blah, blah. They were. But also, if you're not cheating on your college boyfriend, like, start. (laughs) (laughs) Whoa, Aaron. College is a time for ex, oh like God. having fun, trying them. things out. Dump them. Or dump them. Yeah. I would say, dump okay, them. dump them. That's but fair. like, 
Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so it was one of those, especially to you considering what he had been through, like the yeah. last thing I would have ever expected. Like you went through this. Was like, that, but also yeah. like, oh, God. it's one of those things where you think of like the person who's going to cheat is going to be like the smart, clever, manipulative, charming right. person. Right, <laughs> like, right. No right. offense, Clyde, but that's not you. Right. Not the uh, like shy, whatever. But I guess whatever. like, yeah. I don't know. That's how naive I was. Um, but, but yeah, so it, it became like one of those things where you're just looking back and looking back and like trying to piece things together. Yeah. And, and I will give him, I will give him credit. Like he was really good at, um, like he, I had questions and he would answer them. Okay. Um, so he was willing to so be that honest he was about just it ready, that Like he was just ready to put the cards on the table. Like what was his end game? Like, yeah. What does the guilt finally ate away at him? I, I think so. I don't like, I think it was one of those like, so it's like guilt he could have gotten him, away with it, but yeah. he, he needed to talk to someone. Like he was hurting. She dumped him. She broke his heart. Oh, he God. needed. He needs some. He needed someone to tell him there, there. It's okay. I still love you. Oh wow! Fuck. What a miscalculation. So like, who was this chick? Yeah. So she was a girl that worked at his old job back in Michigan, and it was one of those things where I knew she liked him, mm-hmm. but I never. Like, I trusted him. I never thought anything right. of it. Right. Um, she was, like, she's, like, five years younger. Um, but it's also one of the things where I look back at it, and I'm, like, oh, she was just a younger me. Huh. Like, she she was just a oh, me God. without career goals and aspirations. Oh. Like, she was still me at 19, which is where he still felt himself. Yeah. That insecurity. Yeah. Because um, she was, you know, she, the girl with tattoos and drew and yeah. you know loved animals and uh yeah uh but uh good on her for dumping him <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so was, was she like flying out or was so it just like on over the so phone here well just oh god so again looking back mind you so he tells me this Thursday, Friday, I leave to go home to see my grandpa I get a call that my grandpa oh, dies while I'm Jesus. at the airport oh, and so, so I'm home trying to like deal with my grandpa dying also my fiance just told me he has an affair i don't want to turn the spotlight while on me while my family is getting over this but like i am dying like i remember getting in the car with my family picking me up at the airport and i just start sobbing and my aunt's like i'm so sorry like i didn't mean to talk about this stuff and i'm just like little in my head little do you know it's nothing to do with this right 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 um so what a great cover yeah right (laughs) i I was processing a lot Mm -hmm. but again i'm home away for the weekends without him there so now i get to think back on a lot of different things and all these questions are boiling up and i he, he told me he was like well it started back in may when i went back in may for like mother's day weekend or something I'm thinking about it and I was like, I remember buying you a plane ticket home in May. (gasps) I remember you texting me that weekend that you were really depressed and homesick and you wanted to see me. And I'm like, and it's because you slept with her that night. (gasps) It's because you slept with her and you felt guilty. You're overcompensating. You you felt guilty. And that's why you started texting him. I see you. I want to come home. And me, like I'm the type of person where I'm just like, you're depressed. I want to take care of you and show you I love you. And I, re- I remember I was like, when's your flight home? He's like, oh, it's in two days. And I was like, if I found a flight for you today, like, w- would you want to go? And he's like, sure. And I found one for like a hundred bucks. And I was like, all right. And I'm like, there was your chance. 
you could have told me then. We could have had this conversation then. Right. Well, then, uh, throughout the summer, I remember him telling me his job at the AP. They're like, oh, yeah, there's this conference. They're sending me to this conference. And I remember at that time, I was really excited. I was like, oh, like, this, this is, is a good thing. thing. This Things is a good happening. thing with this job. Like, you know, you've been really miserable there, but this shows that they have confidence in you and yeah. all of this stuff. Wasn't a conference. Oh, <laughs> my God. He flew. He, I just believed the conference lie. He <laughs> flew her out. He flew her out. He flew her out. They stayed at a hotel right down the street from our apartment. Oh, my God. What the fucking balls? I I would not have believed that she was out here had I not stalked her Instagram page for that week and saw, like, there were not posts of them together, but she was definitely in the city. Oh, my God. What a dumbass. And also, there are so many different neighborhoods in the city that, like, he could have gone to yeah easily down the street what yep. shit down the street like i could walk there from the apartment what a fucking psycho. and and i and i and like he bought her groceries like he sent her money all throughout the summer what? he sent her like because she was worried she wouldn't be able to buy dog food and so he sent her money <laughs> meanwhile i'm helping pay his student loans mm. uh there would be days where, because freelance, he worked from home, they would drive and meet halfway just to hang <gasps> out for like two hours and then drive back. Halfway? That must be like six hours. It's like four hours, four or five hours. Um, oh my God. Like fucking manipulative, awful, awful, awful stuff. And like, it's one of those things where I'm just like, I was such an idiot. Like, I was such an idiot. There's to, no like, way you, you were known. An, no, you yeah. weren't an idiot, though. Because you're no like a you trusting person, it's always better to be trusting yeah. than not. Absolutely. But like, what a piece of shit that's Clyde yeah so he's telling he tells me all this stuff and I'm furious well yeah but I'm also the person where I'm just like well he did tell me he didn't have to tell me and I am of the mindset of like yeah you can do shitty things but if you want to make a relationship worth if both parties want to make a relationship work you can make it work he owned up to, I mean, that's giving him the bare minimum amount right. of credit is like, he, he didn't he have owned to up tell to it. Yeah. Like we don't have to throw him a parade, but yeah. like <laughs> owning up to it is one step towards right. self-awareness and just, right. yeah. Um, and I was, I was home in Michigan and, and, and I came back and I was like, all right, let's, let's talk about this. Like, what do you, what do you want? Did you still want to be with them at this point? I, Are you still sort of like emotionally flooded where you, I think, yeah, yeah, I think it was one of those where it's just this whole, like, but we've done I this love you so and we've done this. And, and like, I like for the first time in my life, I felt like my life was set. Like I yeah. felt like all the pieces were going yeah. into place. And so I think it was more so that desperation of, I don't want to lose that right. rather than looking at the situation for what it was. Right. Like this was not a person I wanted to be with. In retrospect, I should have broken up with him like four years prior, but it's so comfortable at that point. Of course, yeah. of course. You guys just um, want this move together. It's like, yeah. Right. Um, and then it's like, oh, I'm in New York by myself. Like, that's a terrifying yeah. thing. And so at this point, I was like, I'm ready to do whatever to make this work. Right, right, <laughs> right. Sure. Uh, but it was a week later. We ended up like getting into like I I finally let myself get mad, and we ended up having a fight. And I was like, "Do you want to move back?" And he's like, "Yeah." And I was and I I was like, "If I move back with you, will you want to still be together?" And he's like, "I don't know." And I was just like, "Well, then uh, then we're done." Well, then yeah. like I took off the ring, I gave it to them, and I walked I walked out, and I called my mom. Um, Ugh. but then we had the situation of like 
trying to figure out what to do because yeah. we're halfway through the lease. He yeah. is to move back to Michigan. We also have two dogs. Oh, and geez. so like my goal was like, I don't fucking give a shit what happens to you. Right. I just want to make sure the dogs are okay. Right. And of course he, his best friend's wedding was in three weeks. I was like, okay, that'll be, you're going back then anyway. So that's your deadline. That's when you're be out by then. So we lived together for three weeks. Oh, for fuck's sake. After that. And that's when I lost my shit on him Good because he was then a mopey depressive. He would like just you don't come home from work to be and depressed drink and Ugh. get drunk and be sad. And then he would sleep all day and just be sad and just mope and just not do anything. And I remember one day, it was a Saturday, I was up, I, I get up relatively early and I was like, all right, I'll let him sleep to 10. He's not up by 10. He's getting up at 10. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and 10 came. All right. Turned on the light, opened the door, woke him up. And I was like, you're getting out of bed. You're going to like a hockey rink. You are going to play hockey today. You are going to go ice skating today. You're going to do something. Because if you were going to sit around this goddamn house being sorry for your fucking self, you're moving out. Yeah. I don't have to deal with that. Right. You Why made you your bed. Yeah. Goodbye. You get to go back to Michigan. That's what you want to do. Right. Throw a fucking parade. Right. Like, yeah. <laughs> don't you know, like. If anyone yeah, gets to be upset. Down. Yeah. I get to be upset. Right. Hell yes. So, yeah, that's what happened there. <sighs> but the funny thing is, is he's still just. Mopey in Michigan? He's still just as emotionally insecure. Mm. Yeah. As he tried to hide that he was dating a new girl. Why? Why does it matter? He. Cause, so he ended up taking the dogs. Uh, because that makes sense, Michigan. Yeah, and then like, yeah. well, that was the it's thing. It's hard to like, have dogs in New It's York hard to have dogs. And, and for person. me, it was if I want to survive this, if I want to heal this, I have to be able to have my freedom. I have to yeah. be able to have a social life. And if I totally. have a dog at home, like just, my life revolves around It really around is that like dog. having a kid. Yeah, like, you know. Yeah, and and I'm like, I don't have a local support group out here. Like, I really right. don't. That was you, and now you're gone. Right. And so. So he ended up taking the dogs. And so otherwise I would have cut him out of my life completely. But it's this whole like, I want to still see how my dogs are doing. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, but so I follow him on Instagram and, and on social media. And it's one of those things where like he never posted about her, but she would tag him in things. And so occasionally uh, things would pop up. Oh boy. And so I would see and I'd be like, oh, well, he's obviously dating her. Cool. Good yeah, for him. Great. Good for him. Really don't fucking care. Right. I wonder if she knows how his last relationship right. <laughs> Don't really care. Um, but then I saw one Instagram post from him where he was like, moving day, something, blah, 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 blah. And so I texted him. I was just like, oh, moving day. Where'd you move to? Are the dogs with you? Because if the dogs are with you, I want to know because we have Where this are the dogs going. Yeah, because we have this agreement. Whenever I'm in Michigan, I get the dogs. Yeah, and he was just like, "Oh yeah, I moved to you know this town," and I was just like, "Oh, with your girlfriend?" Mm-hmm. <gasps> Doesn't respond. I write back to him. I was like, "Dude, I know you're dating this girl, right?" Like, and, and so that's I, fine. I know. Great. I like, know you're like it's been a year and a half, right? Like, I get it. Right. This is, Why is this is this gonna is not a secret. It doesn't have to be a secret. People are gonna date. Like I don't right. care. And and he again doesn't respond. Oh my god. So I ran back to him and I was just like, for what it's worth, 
if I were her and I found out that you were hiding your current girlfriend from your ex fiance, <gasps> whom you had an affair on, mm-hmm. I would be extremely disrespected. Yep. And I would not be happy about yep. it. Yep. Yep. For what it's worth, he responds. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I met her at Sarah's wedding and blah, 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 blah. It's just like, okay. What was your plan? What it, what like, if matter? I came to Michigan to pick up the dogs? Would he just be like... What was your plan? And also, did you want me to think that you were just celibate after me forever? Right. right. And I asked going to be right. in another what relationship, it it's matter? okay. I asked, this is when you get in another relationship when you've ended the relationship with me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> this is the proper way to do it. Like... Now's the yeah. time. This is the one you tell me about. Yeah. Right. But I'm just like, I'm just, but it, it, it's one of those things where I'm just like, I know she has no clue now, like how we ended. Because oh, also, she 100 million percent uh, Because also, he doesn't have the balls. I've, I've heard from friends, mutual friends back home, like he would say, oh yeah, it was mutual. It was mutual. I'm like, <laughs> Can you imagine being in a relationship like that where then like you come to find out because she will find out. She will yeah. find out. And and I've and I've had I, it's too late now but it's it's one of those where I've had the like I don't want to seem like the crazy ex-girlfriend cuz I don't really give a shit what he does with his life. Right. He, you know, like I know I am so much better off without him. Like I deserve way much better than what he gave me. But like woman to woman, like you're living with this person you know, like I see your lovey-dovey posts online. Like I just, she needs. To I want know you to know this is who he is, and and not not just he had an affair on me after we were together for seven years, the, but the layers of manipulation, yeah, that were in there. Like that, yeah. that was not an easy affair to have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, that took work. It wasn't like a girl in your building. Right. It wasn't a girl down the street. It wasn't a whatever. Like, this was a long distance relationship. A long distance affair. Yeah. (laughs) Fucked up. So. What is it like then? What has it been like dating again after being in a relationship for most of your, like, young adult life? Internet dating's terrifying. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. People, although. How long did it take you before you decided you wanted to date again? Oh, God. The stubborn part of me was very much, I'm going to get on these apps right away just to prove I'm okay and to prove I don't need him. And I remember I was like talking with this guy in like OkCupid or something and and, uh, he was very much like, oh, I like to talk on the phone, you know, whatever. And I was like, okay, sure, we'll talk on the phone. And he then asked me to like get dinner or something and I almost had like a straight up anxiety attack (laughs) because it was that whole I realized like, he is looking for his wife. Like yeah. he was very yeah. much like he is looking for his wife yeah. and I am not there. I am not there at all. I'm not interested. Right. I'm not, you know, whatever. Right. Uh, I did have like one substantial, like rebound ish relationship. That was like six months, six to eight months long where it was, he was emotionally dead inside, oh. <laughs> which I think is what I needed. <laughs> Do you think that you're so much emotion and you're so much love and you're so much like, let's make everyone a friend that you find the one like one that's like, I don't want to be anyone's friend. And you're like, no, I'll crack you. Is that like what you, I think for me, it was like, I it's like a balance thing. I've, like- I've always just kind of, you know, dealing with mental health issues and whatever. I've always struggled with like self-worth and mm-hmm. then to like be with someone for that long 
for seven years and then to have them like have an affair on you like it just confirmed everything like i'm not good enough for anyone um but this is cliche right but jay-z cheated on beyonce (laughs) (laughs) so literally yeah it has nothing to do with the person no exactly Uh, you don't need to say that but it's true like it doesn't everything to do with the person who did that was that was a really hard lesson that i've I've learned in the past two years and it's one of those things where like i can confidently say now like i'm awesome i don't fucking need a guy to Mm. tell me i'm awesome i know my worth i know who i am like i fucking work for marvel on star wars yeah you know um, but at that, at that point in time, like I only knew who I was as Heather Antos, you know, with Clyde, I didn't yeah. know who Heather Antos was on her of course. own. Of course. Especially at that age too. Yeah. Like all that, that time in your life. Yeah. And like, so, so when I dated this, this other guy, like he was his own slew of emotional insecurities that I think was a terrible relationship, but very much what I needed to realize like, Oh, I'm just picking shitty guys. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Oh, oh, like, like when we broke up, like I'm just picking shitty guys. Right. Okay. And I'm picking, cause I'm going into this. I went into that thinking like, I'm not good enough for anyone. So I'm going to pick the guy where if he breaks up with me tomorrow, like I'm expecting it. Right. And that's who I picked. Right. And he was a shitty guy. (laughs) No, but so many women, I feel like I know, end up dating the guy that they think is beneath them. And then what ends up happening is that guy breaks up with them and then they are put into a pit of despair because they're like, oh, that guy was so beneath me. And it's like, no, it's because you're picking these shitheads. Like if you dated a nice guy who treated you well from day one, it maybe this wouldn't happen. Like every relationship is going to work out, but it's like, you just need somebody who respects you right, baseline. Right. The second somebody does something that's disrespectful, you leave. Right. And, and that's, and that's what I learned after like dating the dating. This other guy was just like, again, like I said, I'm pick, like, he, he was very much one of those where like, well, he couldn't give a compliment unless it was like backhanded in some way. Ugh. And, Ugh. and he was a gamer and Ugh. he said enough hey, I work in <laughs> video games. Uh, still gamers <laughs> <laughs> but he he was this I used to joke about it but then like looking back it's one of those things like oh no, no, no this is just telling of his personality yeah, it's such a tell he would only play a video game with another person if it was co-op where like you were on the same team or if he knew that he could beat you oh god he would never play anything that I he wanted to be to in control because he, he had to be the best he he mm-hmm. had to be the best and if he wasn't the best then it wasn't worth doing mm-hmm. and he was very much one of those what a sad just like a sad way to live existence. your life like oh yeah. that just it's yeah, pitiful yeah. Yeah. yeah and and it's one of those people where like he doesn't have friends he has drinking buddies you know because right. he can't he can't he keeps everyone at arm's Relate length of emotional that, yeah. distance yeah which again i kind of needed at that time yeah, but totally. then once i realized like oh yeah, no, I want to be happy. Like, I want to be so- with someone who wants to be with me. Right. I'm going to go find that. Mm-hmm. Right. So. <laughs> so where, by the way, Erin, when you said that, my grandma used to always say pitiful and that reminded me, but she would be like, pronounce it or really an over-enunciate it. Like, be like, oh, that's just pitiful. <laughs> <laughs> that's pitiful. And sometimes Cute. it would be about something that was actually pitiful and sometimes it would just be like 
I don't know, like, oh, he's wearing plaid with stripes. That's just pitiful. <laughs> um, R.I.P. Grandma Becca. Aww. So now you're single. No, you're dating. So we don't want to talk about it. I, no, no, I can talk about it. It's it's funny. Uh, he he. I recently started seeing this guy, and he was just like, "Are you going to talk about me on this podcast? <laughs> like, it's not all about you." And I was just Dude. like. Yeah, so I'm going to go on and say, I started seeing this guy. I kind of want, how do I ghost a guy? Can you give me advice? Yeah, this is the podcast you go on to get advice about how to ghost somebody. Is that what he thinks? It's it's (laughs) one of those things where, like, my sense of humor is very, very dry, and it's really hard for, like, people when I first meet them because, like, they don't know, and they'll take it seriously. And I've, it's something I've been trying to work on. I'm like, oh, if I date new guys, like, I can't, I have to, like, do the wink and the nod because otherwise they're going to take me seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I started, it's, it, I feel stupid, but it's really, I'm not a mushy person at all by any means, but like he makes me mushy. Oh, that's so like, sweet. it's one of those things. I was talking on the phone with my college best friend the other day. Uh, and I was just like, we make me sick. we're we're that couple in public that other couples hate it's disgusting (laughs) how how did you meet him or do Uh, you want to bumble there you go that's how i met my boyfriend shout out to bumble yeah shout out to bumble (laughs) that's how i met gary and like yeah (laughs) shout out to gary we went out twice and then neither was talked to the other person i can see you guys just being like good pals though we got along fine he's an easy to get along with type of guy we got we got along fine i'll tell you i'll tell you a funny story offline oh Mm -hmm. shit Uh, i i'll I'll spare him because he seems like a nice guy he is a nice guy but i can't wait to hear it because Uh, also i can imagine him just doing something fucking bizarre and yeah. you're like, Gary. Um, also, wait, this would have been a more relevant anecdote about 15 minutes ago, but can I really quick make this about me related to like how your ex was keeping a secret? Have I, I don't think I've ever told this before. Maybe I have. It just so much of it reminded me in a, in a less dramatic way, I guess, of my very first boyfriend where we met in college and then we didn't start dating though until he was four years younger. So he was a senior in college and I was living here. Nobody was four years. Four years younger. younger. Yeah. Oh man. So I was a freshman. I was. (laughs) I was a freshman. He was a senior and I just like always had a crush on him, which was. You were four years younger. Oh, oh, no, sorry. Reverse. I said it the opposite. I was a senior. He was a freshman. Okay. It was also weird too because I, yeah. One of you was very smart and one very dumb. (laughs) Who skipped here? Yes. One of us excelled, one of us got held way back, and then we crisscrossed. It was like an eclipse of the heart. Point being, I mean, we don't have to get into all those details, but point being, um, so he was still in college back in like his hometown, which was where we went to college together. He went to college in his hometown. I did not grow up far away from there, but similar in just ways where like then we ended up breaking up ultimately for probably a lot of reasons. But the thing that really was the gavel was like, he didn't want to move to New York. He wanted to stay in his hometown. He was like nervous about like, you know, being a city, whatever. But, um, then when we always though still I mean there was a healing process but then when we we became friends again because we were really like close close friends before we started dating and we still had lots of mutual friends so he was in the city because one of his best friends lived in the city and we kind of had a little like we all met up he was dating another girl um and he brought her along and he, he would talk to me about her how excited he was and it's like oh this is all great so I was excited to meet her 
So he introduced us. And again, this is like a handful, like a group of us all friends from college. And he introduced this girl to all of us. And I shook her hand and she goes, oh, you're the one that like works for MTV and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's like, oh, it's so cool. So like we hit it off, get drinks, have dinner, have drinks. Like everyone's getting along. Everything's great. I end up saying like, yo, I have to like bail. I'm like falling asleep. My friend Kelly, who's on this podcast often, uh, calls me later and she's like, Chelsea holy fucking shit you missed all the drama after you left as soon as you left his best friend very innocently just being a normal person making conversation assuming that people in people's lives know things said oh blah 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 and like was telling an anecdote and was like oh and then this is when you were dating chelsea because remember blah 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 and the girl looks at him and is like what they were about to move in together he was like building a house for them to live in together he never told her, hey, I dated... Isn't that... It's just like, that's not you. Like, yeah. that's fucking bizarre. That we dated bizarre. for less than a year. Well, that's like what Eight those, years ago. Like, like, why is it that serious to just be like, oh, yeah, this is a girl I dated for less than a year almost a decade well, ago. Well, and that's like, the thing. It's like, that's, that's something of the ra- relationship that, that either says something that, like, she's not secure enough right, right. with you having been which with is, other women at some point in your life it's like which happens right we've like, all lived we, a life prior right, to we, meeting right this next person like i don't get why people are so weird about that I'm like stuff. you made I it worse right. by then yeah. and and then i was like or or it says something about you the fact that like either you're harboring feelings for this person right still, to where you're or, making it weird or because you don't trust this other person yeah. or yeah, yeah. that's because uh, then it's like he it's not like <laughs> it's he like did, just, just didn't tell her yeah. he clearly he brought me up like I came up because she knew where I worked. But then that to me makes it even like a next level. So of weird. Like she like knew. I, yeah. I came up and he clearly would like would talk about me. or I came up in some yeah. way. Girl. Anyways, that just on a less dramatic level. But it's like, hey, anyone listening, don't do that. No, <laughs> just like this is you always history. tell the truth. The earliest time it's appropriate to tell the truth. Because yes. it's like, not the, not immediately. Not the first time you meet sure. someone. You're like, here's all my shit. Of course. But if you're like, when it's appropriate, you tell the truth. Like, there's never that added level no. of deceit. Because I think it's always, I think, I, I don't want to speak for this woman I've never met and only heard the story for the first time. Sure. But I feel like it's not that you guys dated that she was upset with, but it's like, why did you leave me? Oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Why did you make me seem like a fool in front of this person? Why yep. did you not tell me the whole relationship so I could react appropriately to this Correct. person? Like I'm embarrassed about maybe something I said or, which is all in her head. I'm sure she was fine. And I'll, exactly. And also just being honest about it's like, I'm about yeah. to move in with you. And you talked about this girl and omitted the part that you fucking were in a, a serious relationship for yeah. like, you know, that's, I mean, d- just to take it back to like my story that I was like, like that's, that's why I was upset. Can we keep this about me, Heather? <laughs> we, we can, we can. <laughs> but yeah, exactly. But I, but I was saying like that, that was my thing with Clyde was this like, I'm not like, yes, I'm upset you had an affair, obviously. Right. But like we've been together for seven years. Like yeah. you were with me when one of my best friends committed suicide and like, you know, mm-hmm. you went through when I had like mental health breakdowns. Like we've been together through, through so, so much, much yeah. that like people our age don't go through right you know we've moved across the country together we're planning a wedding you're having you're, an affair while we're yeah. planning a wedding Living putting together, down deposits yeah. like mm-hmm. and you 
lied. Like, that's why I'm mad. And, and right. like, the right. guys never get that. The they they never, yeah. ever get that. And also, they always think they can outsmart us, which is truly the, 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 the most comical thing about any of this. Thing, because it's yeah. like, right now, if you think you're hiding something from your girlfriend, wife, friend, you're not. You're not. She yeah. knows... And either she doesn't want to bring it up because, yeah, yeah, she's more comfortable with the lie, which happens, or she's just laying in wait. But there's no situation where she doesn't know. Right. Or sense that something is wrong. Because men are not as clever or tricky or as good as hiding. They're just not as empathetic. Like, women, women are just, I mean, sociologically, because of, you know... Men can't have emotions. They're not allowed to feel things. Right. Um, but women like we pick up on this stuff just because we're taught we're we're taught to pay attention because that's the thing it's like you look back at all those things and now I'm sure you look back and you're like if I had been in tune I would have known well and it's like I had known something was wrong I had Mm -hmm. been asking I had been bringing it up and he was just like no and it's like well we've been together this long and we have a trusting relationship I trust you to tell me if it's something important exactly yeah silly me silly you to think that like (laughs) You were in a normal, trusting relationship. Heather, this has been awesome. This is a great story. Also, sorry you fucking went through that. You know. But thank uh, you for using it for content purposes on our podcast. Because what a tragic story would be if you were in Michigan. Oh my God. Can you imagine? (laughs) Yeah. I would. No, I I never. I never would (laughs) have. No. It's one of those things. Like, I've always been really good about. I've never let a guy, like, come in the way of, like, school or career. I was like, this is, you know, like. Don't girls don't girl. No, I always think about this. So I remember one time when I was very young, like 11 or 12 and I was talking to this woman who looking back, I'm like, Oh, she was in her twenties and she had, (laughs) and I was like this older woman. Sure. Like she's so wise. She had like three kids and I was really, it was like big into horseback riding and I was talking to her and she was like, Oh, I qualified for the Olympic team for equestrian (gasps) for horseback riding. And I was like, Oh, that's the coolest thing I've ever heard. I'm 12. And I'm like, that's amazing. I'm like, what, what, like, that's which. The coolest thing I've ever heard of. I'm 28. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's still very, very, if you qualify for the Olympics yeah. at any Always sport. Cool. But especially at 12. Yeah, you're very cool. You're like, are you a celebrity goddess? <laughs> but like in your sport. Right. And so I was like, what was it like? And all this stuff. She's like, I didn't go. And I was like, why didn't you go? And I remember the shame on her face. Like, now this is 20 years ago, where she was just like, because of a guy because of this guy oh. that she ended up marrying and have kids with but i was like i will never be that woman that doesn't go <laughs> to the you, olympics that doesn't go to the olympics equestrian horse yeah. things listen i didn't qualify i never tried out for the olympics but <laughs> you, that wasn't because of a guy that was it's just because here nor there. <laughs> i did it but i just yeah i just have always had that in my mind where i was just like yeah she made the wrong decision and she knew it in that she moment too yeah. like i never want to tell a 12 year old like Oh, I was about to do the coolest thing that you can imagine, but uh, I wanted to get guy. on this dick. Like, there's, there's none. There's none that's worth it. There'll be another. But yeah, anyway. There'll be another. Yes. Let that be a lesson to you all. <laughs> Heather, where can everyone follow you on the social medias? Uh, Heather Antos. Yeah, Twitter, at Heather Antos. Instagram, at Heather Antos. Perfect. It's pretty simple. Tweet at her. Maybe in, make I things tweet happen. Back. I yeah, tweet back. Make things She's happen. very yeah. active on the tweets. And yeah. yeah. Do you want a job with her? Ask her. Yeah. yeah She'll be into she it. Yeah. <laughs> informational interviews, everybody. Yes. Kids. Informational interviews. I can't stress it enough. Reach out and say, 
let's get coffee because I want you to talk about yourself to me. People love to yeah. talk about themselves. Just also do it. show up on time when you do that because yes. my husband works in publishing. Oh and God, the amount of times someone doesn't show up on time. Oh shit, it's yes. the worst. Punctuality, yes. punctuality, punctuality, and asking for it, and just always go to the Olympics for horses. Yeah. All right, Heather, thank you so much. You've been such a delight. Thank you yes. for having me. This was so we'll much continue fun. to chat on Twitter and then also get drinks with Gary, and we will see you guys <laughs> next week. Bill. Bill.